Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If any of this triggers you, please contact Lifeline 131114. This podcast is brought to you by Frank Strong's Brewed Like Beer, Tastes Like Lemonade. Craft Brewed Alcoholic Lemonade. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Oh, wow. 40 years. Uh, We are recording this just before we are heading into Mardi Gras weekend. Um, But by the time you guys hear this, we will be exhausted. How freaking amazing. The 40th year anniversary of Mardi Gras. I mean... It was only about, well, this time last year, right, where we spoke to the first people that ever marched in Mardi Gras and majority of them were locked behind bars. That's right. It is going to be a very really moving, emotional, moving moment. If you do want to catch up on what we got up to, uh, we're going to cover the parade. So uh, if you want to catch up on all of the coverage we have of Mardi Gras, make sure you head to our socials. And we have a very big week of uh, women's International Women's Day-focused talk topics and yes. content for you this week. That's coming up a little later in the, in the week. So to celebrate, we've got a V special guest, Somalay Mam, who's going to be joining us. She is an anti-trafficking advocate, an mm. absolute boss, on the ground doing really practical stuff to help women right across the world. Well, trying to stop women's slavery. Yeah. Um, and we also will be covering some of our favourite moments across the week from incredible, inspiring women and, and just making sure that we have a one-stop shop for us to put all of the quotes and moments that allowed us to go, yes, queen. Mm, I am proud to be a woman. Yeah, today though we'll uh, do our normal catch-up, yes. but they are going to be focused a little bit on uh, International Women's Week or International Women's Day. And today I want to talk about a terminology that I didn't really understand the meaning of until a couple of weeks ago, and that is gaslighting. Oh, I've never heard of that. You don't know what it is? No, I've never, no, uh, is it? I'll ask you later. I was going to say, my brain's going like dating term. Why don't I know about this? Uh, Should I be on board? Well, it's not breadcrumbing. Oh, no, that's a different one, isn't it? And I've heard of that too. Can I do that? You probably do that. I'm probably am currently breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing people. I mean, I don't know that for sure. Oh, it's probably true. You um, only tell me bits and pieces. I know. Do I breadcrumb you on my dating yes, stories? You do. I do. I do. You do. Why? I've been gagging to tell you about a date all day, and then we've just been too busy. Oh, yeah, a lot has been oh, going on. Christ. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of International Women's Day coming up later in the week, I want to actually talk about how. Um, Having sex recently and there was a thought process about whether to fake an orgasm or not and I've realised 
the reason why that was a thought process is actually pretty dark. Okay. Mm. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that very soon. But let me give you the meaning that I have researched, the kind of technical meaning of gaslighting. For those of you listening and for you, Merce, that may not be familiar with the, the meaning of the word, right? Mm. Gaslighting, according to psychology today, is, uh, which is a website, you guys can check it out. Um, it is a tactic in which a person or in some cases an entity mm-hmm. in order to gain more power makes a victim question their reality. Ah. So anyone is really susceptible to it. But what I have realised is I I think a lot of women yep. are the victims of gaslighting. I do believe because in, in particularly in the workplace, there aren't as many women in power or in leadership positions. And certainly the story that I'm going to share was, you know, the bosses mm. that were gaslighting me, which I discovered only a few weeks ago, uh, were men. Uh, that it is one of those things where I think we are very easily set into that kind of manipulation because I think we, um, as a stereotype, question ourselves or no, we uh, do. overthinkers. Or, we do. Yeah. And- Remember when I wrote that article for Cosmo not too long ago about um, the gender pay gap and when I was doing a lot of research for that, I always thought that that was just a generalisation or a stereotype where women self-doubted more, suffered from imposter syndrome a lot more, where you start a new job and you doubt all of your abilities Mm. and you feel like an imposter, like you Mm. shouldn't be there. Mm. Like this job has been handed to you on a platter and you don't deserve it. And I think that those kinds of traits are then played on even more by people that gaslight. Totally. But what I was going to say is in that research, it's scientific that Mm. the, the way that women and men think about the world and about themselves is really very different. Which means that gaslighting as a form of abuse, and it is an abuse of power, and it is a form of manipulation and abuse, is much easier for women to be the victims of yeah, because totally. we are conditioned or we or we're not even conditioned. Maybe it is conditioning. Maybe it's the way our, where our brains are set up. It could be a bit of both. Mm, According mm. to your research, it's probably more brains, right? But but it just makes us such easier targets for something like that. But I was talking to a friend of mine, Tracy Spicer, who's doing some incredible work. Oh, uh, she's freaking amazing for women uh, in the media, in particular. In particular, and we should put. Sorry to interrupt, but we should put her podcast in the show notes. Which podcast? We did a podcast with Tracy Spicer back in the day. Yeah, right. Okay. There is an oldie that you can listen to. Uh, She, the information and the conversations you have with a woman like that never gets old. Uh, But she's become a good mate of mine and we were just uh, having a catch-up conversation. I was telling her a story about uh, where I was working in a workplace and a guy, a, a boss of mine at the time, would make me feel that other girls that we worked with in the office in different departments had a problem with me. So an example would be that we would have meetings and we would be trying to get something off the ground or I would be trying to get something, or we, we as a team. And he played it out like they had an issue with the way that I was running meetings, but then I would go back into these meetings mm. and they would be so fine and I was so confused. Like, and you know, and this is exactly, she goes, and I was telling her different examples of this and she goes, well, that's gaslighting, babe. And oh. I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, the idea of gaslighting is that someone's putting in your head that there's a problem that isn't there to control control you or yeah. have power over yeah. you, so you question yourself. Because then so after you, you rank, and because I'm such a forthright, quite a strong character, particularly in this job I was, it would have been in his better interest to make me 
quite insecure or make me question myself. So talk to me about the result of the gaslighting thing after you have, you know, in hindsight realised that you were manipulated. Well, I didn't at the time. No, no, no. Because at the time I was like, oh. But did it change I... your behaviour at the time? 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So it was gaslighting. And I remember when I went out and, and we had an event and I went out with this particular girl that I, I had thought I'd narrowed it down to because that's how much I thought about it after he said that you... Who the person was issue. that you had a problem with? Well, like who had a problem I, there were several girls in this meeting, but I had gone and thought so much about it. Like, well, are we, I text this other girl and I get along quite well, so it must be this one girl. Like, mm. so I was creating stories from him giving me this paranoia in my head because. I, you give a shit what people think about you and mm. you don't want people to not like you. Well, especially in a professional sense too. Like you yeah. don't, like they're people that you're seeing on a regular basis that you want to work with as a team to get stuff so up I, off the ground. Exactly, exactly. And I thought I had it sorted, you know, where I was like, okay, so it's this girl in particular and I changed my tone and moved around a few things and whatever and nothing really seemed to change. And then we went out for an event one time and she was just lovely and fun and playful and loving and it was just so nice to see her out of the workplace and I was in the back of my mind I was still going god that's so bizarre like I I wonder if things have gotten better but now I look back and think was there even an effing problem to begin Mm. with like it's terrifying it makes me feel Makes me feel like physically uncomfortable. On this website as well. to hear about it. Yeah, because I think about all of the times that that particular boss, the one that I'm thinking of the most, would make me think that there were problems when maybe there weren't. And it was the the problems that he always brought up were not necessarily about my skill set for my job. It was always a personality thing. So he would make me believe, and it was always the same kind of feeling. So he must have been able to figure out what my button was. And Mm. that was, you know, being liked or, and I think at times I had even communicated that, um, you know, making friends or getting along with people at work was a priority. So it's that's, almost like they they know what your wants are and then they prey on you. I think I'm just thinking of so many instances now in my life and people that I know around me. I don't think there would have been – I don't think there'd be many chicks in my life that hasn't, haven't experienced this because I think there's this thing where girls are like, am I crazy? Am I – and I've experienced this in my last relationship where you almost feel like you're making shit up. Well, it says – this website says it's a common technique of abusers, dictators, narcissists and sometimes cult leaders. And there was even a movie made in the 40s oh, which was all about a man manipulating his wife to the point where she thinks she's losing her mind. So oh it is God. 100% – that kind of mental abuse. And again, we have put a warning at the beginning of this show, but if anything is triggering you, uh, please make sure that you contact Lifeline mm-hmm. or speak to a professional. Um, we'll put the details in the show notes. Um, so I'm thinking of, you know, when you're talking about gaslighting, I'm thinking about that real manipulation where it's like planting seeds in in people's heads to think that they are, you know, maybe contributing or maybe making things up or whatever but then I'm also thinking about that one step further where it's almost like the person that's gaslighting the victim it's almost like um and I don't know if you've experienced this with this relationship with the boss or someone else but it's like when that person then turns around and is nice to you're like 
almost um, desperate. And grateful. Desperate mm. and grateful mm. for any kind of I, yeah. positive reinforcement, for any attention. So then it almost makes you go, well, it must be me. Look at the way he's treating me now. He's being so lovely and kind and gentle. I, I'm a, I'm a fucking asshole for ever thinking that he could be that savage or that cruel or that mean. And then you are then in turn that mean to yourself mm. for having ever considered that they could be anything but who they're now pretending to be. It's a, it's a real scary web. It's terrifying yeah. and it's a real, real thing. Uh, some of the quality. Uh, some of the character traits, I should say, of people that gaslight are that they tell blatant lies. So just complete liar. Like we'll make things up to gain the story they need to support whatever web they're trying to create. Mm. Um, another point was they deny they ever said something even when you've got proof. Oh, yeah. I know. that. That's a shocking feeling. They use what is near and dear to you as ammunition. So like what I was Same saying you, before. when you're vulnerable. Yep. Yeah. And when I was saying before that I had mentioned to this boss that I wanted people to – oh, I didn't say it in those words, but, you know, I wanted to make friends around me at work. And I was like, now I'm thinking back and going, of course – this was that of course this was gaslighting because the thing he used against me was to to me to question whether people liked me you know it Mm. seems so simple now uh the other another character trait was that they wear you down over time their actions do not match their words they throw in positive reinforcement to confuse you so exactly as you were saying um they know confusion weakens people Mm. so if they don't give facts and, you know, it isn't straight down the line, that is in their power and they project. So say that they're a cheater, for example. Mm. Um, it's so often done where in order for them to distract from themselves or it's it somehow they will make something up for you to end up defending yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've they, experienced that. And they also try to align people against you in some instances. They tell you or um, others that you are crazy. So you've lost your mind? Oh, I feel a bit sick thinking about, yeah, thinking about some people very close to me in my life that that is, yeah, regular dialogue. But I can't believe we didn't even know what this term meant. That's the terrifying part. Um, They tell you everyone else in the world is a liar. Mm. So then you're trusting them. Yeah, shit. It's full That's on. That's really gross. I just think this information, as we go into this week as well, and we talk about some really positive things that are happening, it is really important to educate ourselves in also behaviours that I suppose I wasn't familiar with having definition around it, mm. you know. There's often a lot of abuse talk um, with physical yeah. and sexual, um, but we know that financial abuse and we know that mental abuse as, you know, as a lot of people will often say, can be just if not more damaging because mm-hmm. it sticks with you. And again, like we were saying, you feel like you're crazy. And I now looking back at working with that boss, feel like I'm still recovering from treatment of that. And it's made me really sit back. And I try not to do it because it terrifies me how much it could have happened if in my life if I really sit back and think about all the times Mm. but I do think that if you're feeling like this might be happening to you or you totally think there's someone in your life that 
just the knowledge that this is a thing mm-hmm. is got it's got to be helpful. Oh, I of wish course. I had have known when when I was doubting myself in this moment. Do you reckon it would or have, in that moment? Do you reckon it would have clicked in the past if someone said it to you then? Yeah, because I would have listened to my gut. Like yeah. when I went out that to that event that time, I was like, "This girl doesn't seem to have a problem with me. Mm. Like something's not right here." But that person was in a position of power, and I trusted him. It's messed up. Yeah, it is messed up. But like you said, knowledge is power. So to be aware of this and even know and know it, and there might be you might be listening to this going, there's somebody in my life that I that I love that's doing this to me right now. Yeah. So like we said, we'll put the details up um, of the right people for you to contact in our show notes. But for now, here's a message from our sponsors. Ugh, we live for weekends, especially Saturdays. Sleeping in, staying up late. Daydreaming, adventure seeking. That's right, all play and no work. But we believe your skin should feel as good as you do when you wake up refreshed. Happy, healthy, and bright. Yeah, developed to reveal your clearest, dewiest complexion Saturday skin. It's basically a weekend in a bottle. Make every day your Saturday with Saturday Skin. It's available at Maya or you can buy it at www.saturdayskin.net. Plus, you can use the promo code TG in capitals for your 10% discount. Okay, okay we're back. This week, we Arriba. are celebrating women and empowering, even though you know, you guys, if you listen to the show, I'm not a massive fan of that word. I think it was... <laughs> completely thrown around but it's used a lot in the way that we are looking at the world this week I think empowering women is the right word totally we've got some really cool stuff coming up on the thinker girls pod channel this week to celebrate IWD Mm, as uh, the cool people call it Uh, but you want to talk about uh, like a I guess a position of power in the bedroom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you call it a position of power? Yeah, to some degree. It totally is a position of power so I um I don't know Women faking orgasms in the bedroom, like it, that is not a new concept. No. You know, like that's something that we all joke about, make light of, think of the scene when Harry met Sally, like, oh, I'll have what she's having. But like, is it, you know, I've never seen that movie. Really? Really? But doesn't she You've actually You've seen that orgasm? scene though. Oh, she- no, so she's sitting at the t- uh, at the table at a restaurant. So that's what's her name, Meg, uh, shit, I've forgotten it, with Billy Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's sitting there. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan, Meg mm-hmm. Ryan. And they're having this conversation about about whether women can fake orgasms or not. And she oh. goes, let me show you. So she's sitting at the table and she goes, oh, 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 and does this whole thing and every and he's like, oh, my, because it's so I mean, realistic. I'm very familiar with the scene. I just yeah. haven't seen the entire Yeah, but movie. for people that have Oh, well. And then. Have you, I mean, if you're listening and you haven't seen that scene, <laughs> isn't it crazy that that scene's so infamous? I think just because there's a woman doing an orgasm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like then that was it back in the day. That was 80s. She yeah. had like a full on like kind of Farrah long Fawcett term thing going on. Thing it was like almost on. leftovers from yeah. the 70s that do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like when you hear of that kind of topic, I I don't know. I'm not thinking about it on the deep emotional level that I am now that I've had this um, recent realisation about what that actually means and what it represents. What faking an orgasm Yeah, means. as a woman because I recently almost did it. So I was having sex with a guy. Oh, no, he was going down on me actually and he'd been down there for a long time. Mm. And I oh, think, it happens. Yeah, and I think that, be, that you know, like I'm, I'm not unique in that case. Like it's so commonplace for women to have to get out of their heads mm. when somebody – when they're in the, having sex, but in particular, I think when somebody's down there, because sidebar as well. I've just every time I think 
maybe stop or it's not going to happen for me tonight, I push through and it works. Oh, really? Just in case anyone Do you know what interested. I started saying? Remember um, we had Tara O on the podcast and she's a sexologist, amazing. We can put the link in the show notes. But <clears throat> pardon me, sometimes I repeat the mantra that she said, I deserve pleasure. Yeah, yeah, I deserve yeah. pleasure. And, and sometimes I do that and it works. Mm. But sometimes I feel myself this crazy internal dialogue that is so consistent that I'm like, it actually sounds like I'm narrating a movie. Like I'm, my inner voice is not even taking a breath here. It's like, God, how long has he been down there for now? Oh, my God, I should move my leg. Does that look a bit? Oh, how long are you taking? Christy, you need to get out of your head. Remember Tara O said that thing. What was it again? You deserve pleasure. Okay, say it again. You deserve pleasure. I deserve pleasure. You deserve pleasure. Is that a bit weird? Is it weird that I deserve pleasure? Do I really deserve this much pleasure? This feels really good. Actually, why am I talking to myself? Shut up. Just focus on what is going. Focus on the feeling, the feeling. I deserve pleasure. Mm, I deserve like and this goes on and on <laughs> and then I wonder why I can't come. Well, like it's oh. all chicks. It's like ah. everybody, but I think it's, it's all laughable. chicks every day. It's like yes. I think we, I think we, it's heightened more when you're having sex because you know, well, it's just two people. I think it's more heightened when someone's going down on you. Though. Yeah, and then on top yeah. of that, it is. But overall, I think we're constantly think, like thinking like this. We just put up with it in our mm. lives. Do you know what I mean? Or we don't know that everybody else is doing it. Like, what do you mean? Like, I until we I read that book, The Untethered Soul, mm. which I still haven't even finished the last chapter. Oh my god, I've read it twice. I know you have. And now it sits by my toilet. Yeah, if I've anyone seen wants it. I just poo, did a wee before. Yeah, and they can just pick it up. And I have a read because I think it's that. It's like my Bible. Michael, if I owned a hotel, every single hotel drawer would have the untethered soul in it. Michael A. Singer is the guy that wrote it. Yeah, we'll it. put it in yeah, show yeah, notes yeah. also. Um, We're going to stop saying that soon because it will just all be in there, you know? Yeah, but just for people, you know, they might still. Someone asked the other day, even though it was in show notes. Oh, okay. So we'll point you in the right direction. Okay. But anyway, so that's I'm quite. Impatient. That's quite. That's quite standard for me, that kind of dialogue. It's right. getting better. Mm. It's getting a lot better. Um, especially since being single, which is Actually, random. And I must say, sorry to interrupt again, but I think also guys do go through this too. Oh, yeah. My boyfriend does. I know mm. when he's in his head and not in his body. Mm. Fiance, whatever. Yeah, fuck. You still, I know. You, fiance's still your boyfriend though. Yeah, I know. Like but you've got to get married. But I've got to st- move it up. Yeah, you fair know? enough. He's asked the question. I said yes. <laughs> like give him the title he deserves. <laughs> fiance. Yeah. Anyway, this was going on for a while. And the guy that was going down on me at the time, which I love, made, like, made me feel very comfortable. And every time I was like, oh, I don't think I can. And the moment you say it out loud, it's kind of like... Oh, it's like it, you are creating your own kill. reality. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? If you had a dick, it would go flaccid. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. I basically there with a the floppy were a, dick. If you were semi, it's over. Se- what my boy? Oh, semi fiance. or semi? Semi? Semi. I say semi. But I think semi hard is, on is funny. Is that funny? <laughs> I think it's funny. I always say semi. But what about how Ben calls a semi or yeah, semi? Yeah. Does he call the semi? A half mongrel. Ah! <laughs> Sorry! I know that's going to blow out the microphone, but shit. Isn't that disgusting? That is one of the rankest things. I know. That, that is on par with people saying mint. You know when people are like, that's mint. And I'm always like, it's... I think it's worse. <laughs> anyway, because I hate it, he says it. A As a joke, mongrel. he's like, oh, that would give you a half mongrel, wouldn't it? I was like, stop Shocking. talking. 
stop. Yeah. It's gone from a half mongrel to a foot. Like it's there's zero mongrel. You know what I mean? Like if that's not going to get like dry your vagina up, stat. I don't but know what saying, is. I can't get there. Yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so this went neck level last time because he. The guy that was going down to me was very – the minute I would say out loud, oh, oh, I can't, oh, like would make a noise like that, he would be like – I'd try to pull away and he would almost like be – he would kind of be forcing my legs to stay where they were and he, he'd be like, you're not going till you come. And oh. I was like I, – which I really liked because I was like – because it's like this, it's so self-doubt thing where you're like, are they bored down there? Are they thinking this is taking ages? So confirmation that they're not. They're very happy to be down there. But think about it. When you're going down on a guy, you're really wanting them yes. to come. Although I, I very, very much think we need to get rid of the whole good sex is only yeah, if yeah, someone yeah. orgasms, but we're still very much conditioned like that. So that had gone on for a, a little bit. And then, you know, after a while, I was like, fuck out this guy has been down there for at least it's probably pushing half an hour and I'm like starting to get a bit sore and I'm thinking I don't think it's going to happen did you have moments of peak yeah almost yeah that you get to like a nine yeah and I think when you've had a few of those it makes you more intent on getting there but then that's I don't know you think it's close yeah and I ha- kept saying that, I'm close, I'm close, I'm close. Oh, and then we'd lose it. And that happened a few times. Where I was like, oh, false start. This is so annoying. So then actually I had this thought process and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to fake it. I am going to fake an orgasm. He won't know the difference. And then I literally, because it felt like it was peaking, 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 and mm. I got to about a six, seven, eight, but I knew in my body that I knew I wasn't going to get to mm. the 10. I mm. knew I wasn't going to climax. So it wasn't like I was going, oh, that feels good. Oh, my God, I'm coming. Where I was like, I'm going to utilise this peak that's not quite the peak and just pretend that I'm one more up on the OGAS scale than I actually am. Because you know. Right? I almost did that and then I started laughing because I was like, that is messed up that you've just thought that. And he was like, what, what, what? And I was really honest with him. I just started laughing. I said, I was actually just about to fake an orgasm. And he was like, what? I would have known. And I was like. They always say that. He goes, I would have known. I said, how, how, how? And he he goes, nah, I have my ways. And I was like, nah, I want you to tell me. He said, because I know the way it feels in there. You go really dry and then it goes really wet. Like he was explaining, yeah, I won't go right. into all detail, yeah, but yeah. but the way he was explaining the texture of your skin, like the I think, how. And Ben has said to me that you open up, yeah. like there's an opening yeah. or something. So he was like, I would know. Mm. And he goes, why are we going to do that anyway? You're a dickhead. You know, mm. we're just having a laugh about it because mm. I do feel very comfortable with him. And I was like, genuinely? And then I started to feel a bit sad when I said it. And I feel a bit sad saying it now where I was like, I felt almost like I owed that of to you because yeah. I thought, oh, this man's fought so valiantly and I feel, I feel bad for him. I feel sorry that he is not validated as a pleasure-giving man mm. that I will then negate myself and rob myself of 
pleasure mm. because the minute that you fake it, you're not actually get, ever getting there well, after that. Stopping, yeah. So I will negate my own pleasure and I will pretend that I've experienced pleasure so that he can feel pleasure then. I just, I'm, I'm, it's such an intense and when thing. You, but I'm laughing because we're sitting so close to each other. Um, so I just, I'm watching your face, but I just realized I could basically lick you. That's how close we're sitting together today. Anyway. But when you yeah, think sorry. about the the depth and the darkness behind something that we all have a bit of a lull about and we're all like, oh, I've done it, I've done it, I've faked an orgasm or I reckon I can tell or get all this. And I'm like, that is messed up. Mm. Well, that it's, I, it's you it's, it's you choosing him over yeah, you. And yeah, and I felt really sad because I, I feel like I've done a lot of work um, and, and continuing to even coming out of a big nine, almost nine-year relationship now to having sex casually. Mm. It's a whole new ball game, mm. getting to know my body, feeling confident and comfortable and all this stuff. And I felt sad because I was like, and I know you've said this, White Oprah, because you've said before, you never go back to square one. You no. never go back to where you started from. And I had this moment where I well, felt... I think, I mean, for those listening, that what just to explain what my point was from other things, was that if you go... You know, sometimes you feel like you've learnt lessons and then if you feel like you haven't kind of learnt from something, often I think we, and that's including me, because the reason I've learnt this is from my own experiences, is you feel like you are going to go back to where you started. And that's why I think I felt extra sad because I was like, shit, Christy, you've done all this work. You Look how far you've come and you're still doing this. So I was a bit, I think... And I am, I can jump in that self-loathing pool pretty freaking mm. quickly too. Mm. And not just sex stuff, but everything. Mm. Where I started to feel like, oh, we're back here, are we? Like I thought we were past this bullshit because mm. I realised the um, the real reason why I was going to do it. And you're right, it is exactly that. You need that. to read Choosing... Melissa's book. Have you read Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl? No. Yeah. People say it's life-changing. I haven't read all of it. But... Um... It sounds like that's exactly... It's flaring up a lot lately. Yeah, I think it has been. That's why I suggested it. it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's two things here. The first one is obviously the conversation around how so many of us feel like we need to fake that experience because some of it's not so much that it goes to a self-worth, but it's also convenience. And I think it might not be necessarily always about making sure he feels great, but it's also about you not bothering to invest in Mm, your own pleasure because it's a bit of both like Mm. some of it is a bit of kind of going well I want him to be happy and then some of it is also you sticking around and and getting pleasure for yourself you know what I mean so there's Mm. can be two factors from it the other one the other point here is is that the yeah the self-loathing when you don't always I don't know you don't always clock life Mm. like who who clocks life every time, every day with no, every... Nobody. Exactly. It's stupid. But it is an interesting conversation. Women plus pleasure. It's like, oh, it's a bit giggly. Naughty. Yeah, it's a bit naughty. It's a bit raunchy. Oh, let's all, you know, have a lull under our breath. I'll have what she's having. And it's like the thing that you were talking about um, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about cool parents. And you were talking about the JT thing where you're like, let's stop using the word mum like a daggy thing. Like, oh, that, that is such a mum bag. Like, 
and I've been thinking about and drawing a comparison to this where I'm like, it's obviously going somewhere. You know what I mean? Like if we're laughing it off, but then there is this kind of deep undertone of it actually meaning something, like on the surface it can look like a whatever, a lol, it's a daggy mum thing and you throw away these comments like they're nothing. But then, I don't know, there is this kind of underbelly of it meaning something more that the the more we laugh at it and don't be serious about it, the further we're getting away from away from it does 100%. that make sense and I've always been that girl that everyone's like oh you don't have to go there well <laughs> you fucking do actually because that's how things are fixed but the other thing that comes from this conversation is that we women have and we all have an issue with time <laughs> we all have an issue with needing everything quickly mm. and I don't know where that stems from in terms of a gender thing but men can climax and have pleasure quickly Mm -hmm. women cannot so we all as a society men and women often look at women as harder work Mm. but we were built that way isn't it twice the amount of time oh i don't know what the actual stat is but it would easily be that in my my relationship Mm, me too and i am just so over apologizing for needing foreplay Mm. like it's like yeah, it, but it still even comes up in my own relationship mm. where I, you know, we might, I have now, I like to have sex fairly often because I have found with my partner that that is a really great source of us coming home together. So mm. we, it's a real connection point. But I also am trying to find the balance of how often we do it and do it to kind of be quicker because it might be late at night mm. or it might be at this time might be not as convenient to do an hour, an hour sex session. So finding the balance of being able to do it in properly in the time that I mm. need to really give myself the pleasure I deserve versus making sure that we are having sex as regularly as I would like to because I like that connection. Mm. And the way that I've landed on this is that I think both are important. So The, I qu- think, the quantity and the quality. Well, I think we have to take off that sex is only about a climax from that perspective and that you can get other things from it. So especially in relationships, I'm talking specifically, because relationships, you are living and breathing each other. For us, we're living together, we're getting married and there's a lot of menial shit that goes on already, you know, especially if you've got kids even, Mm -hmm. that sometimes you climaxing shouldn't always be the agenda and that maybe you just want to feel someone inside you and connect to them Mm. on a level. But on the flip side of that, you also really need to be wet and turned on to get there. So it's it's a real juggling act. Oh, this has been good, hasn't Ah. it? Yeah, it's it's really good. Look, it is... It's a very, very important week. And as you said, Stace, like the, the term empowerment is thrown around a lot, but it actually does mean something. Mm. Yeah, and it does, I don't know, it does really feel pretty soul-nourishing to know that we've got this space to be able to have really different kinds of conversations about women because it's not just like, oh, let's just fist pump and be like, yeah, girl, and play a Beyonce song. You know, there's different colours and shades of what it is to be a woman and And not all of it's very pretty. And I think this week for us it's about education and talking about things as we usually do but also making sure that things, you know, things that need definition are clear, concise and informative because that is how we feel educated in ourselves to make the right decisions moving forward for us, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, If any of this conversation, particularly earlier on the show, did trigger something, we mentioned Lifeline but I did want to say that the number is 131114. 
but we would love to have you join us across this week with all the different shows that we'll be dropping. If you are loving what you hear, please feel free and we would love it mm-hmm. for you to drop us a rating or review uh, to let everybody else know that you're a fan, Stan. Yeah, it really helps. Subscribe. All the apps will pop up in your phone, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, or you can stream at thethinkergirls.com.au. And we'll hang on our socials all week to have more of these conversations. See you for now. Bye. Bye. regulars on sunrise yeah girl it's the best and we bring you guys along with us our posse every single week just by joining our insta story yes from the taxi ride there to the makeup chair and selfies with other amazing talented sunrise guests we share it all yeah make sure you head to the thinker girls on insta and check out the updates every single tuesday and wednesday we'll catch you there this podcast is brought to you by frank strong's brewed like beer tastes like lemonade Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.